Welcome to the Vancouver Boys Podcast. The Vancouver Boys are the most entertaining sports cast in British Columbia. Steve Dangle here. I love the Vancouver Boys. It's the Vancouver Boys Podcast. Woo! Welcome back, everybody, to the... (laughs) That is too much energy. (laughs) Welcome back, everybody, to the Vancouver Boys Podcast. I'm your oddly enthusiastic host this week, Marcus (laughs) Keller, joined, as always, by my excellent co-hosts, Jake Jude. Hey, what's going on? What's going on? I'm first. And Tyler Owenson. Hey, how's it going? I'm trying to be happy this week, boys. I can tell. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying really hard. For, yeah. For you, the v- v- listeners. You're doing a good job. <laughs> Thanks. Doing a great job, except I almost called them viewers again. <laughs> uh, as you guys know, the last few weeks, me and Jake have been in studio on our own, and Tyler has been uh, recording with us remote. And this week, nothing changes. That's still happening. <laughs> uh, but Tyler, because it, it, it changes from week to week. It does. Where are you this week? And way more importantly, how's the weather? This week, I am in New York. No kidding. Shut up. <laughs> no, you're not. Yeah, look behind me. See? Oh, yeah, he has, a, he has a New York poster behind him. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah, not a uh, New York well, sports team. J- just It just says <laughs> New York. Just a big, fat New York I'm, sign. I'm convinced. Okay. Um, the weather's pretty decent. It is what it is. Well, wait, where are you actually, though? New York. Um, <laughs> Empire State. No, I am in Victoria still. Ah, okay. Not as exciting as New York. Oh, I don't know. It's I've a heard close second things. It's <laughs> <laughs> pretty wild over there <laughs> on the island. You know, there's no laws on an island. That's excuse a, me. Yeah. Well, That's I mean, tonight is Tequila Tuesday as well. So. Oh fuck! We gotta that, wrap this up. That can only happen in a lawless state. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll just throw it over to myself and do the fake sponsor. Sound like a good idea? Why don't you shout out our socials and tell them to subscribe to us? Right. Okay. All right. Well, before we get any further and we lose all of you, we're going to ask you to... (laughs) (laughs) Before you realize how shitty this podcast (laughs) is. You're all looking at your phones. How are there 55 of these, by the way? Episode 55. I want to point that out. Uh, (laughs) How am I five minutes in and I've not heard a word about hockey yet? Yeah. (laughs) I've heard about the weather. (laughs) Yeah. In Victoria. (laughs) It's a non-NHL city. <laughs> yeah, we swear this is a hockey podcast, and we're getting yeah. to that. And if you're a Canucks fan, the first thing you want to do after your team gets eliminated is go listen to a podcast about your team. Yeah, and you're right. nothing. I'm trying to be that. happy this week. We're trying exactly. to be happy. All right. So watch me cheerfully read out our socials. You can find us on Instagram, TikTok, Twitch, and YouTube at Vancouver Boys Podcast. On Twitter, we're at Vancouver Boys underscore. And you can also find us at our brand spanking new email address, which is at Vancouver Boys Podcast at iCloud.com. At Vancouver Boys Podcast at iCloud.com? Yeah, you, you, you can email us at, like, what do you say? <laughs> like, is it an at? You, okay, you, you can email us by typing in <laughs> Vancouver Boys Podcast at iCloud.com. All right, that's how they'll find us. Yeah, you, you, you'll know it's us because we'll answer. And or we won't. <laughs> yeah, we'll leave them on red. Do you check the email? I'm not logged in. <laughs> Neither am I. The email, Jake, is like for you what Twitter is for Tyler. It's just you're the only guys that have the login for that. Okay. I, I'm not part of it. All righty. Well, you know what we uh, we give to you? 
you can you can keep and you can own. What's that? It's a fake sponsor. Of the oh, week. right. That's right. Good point. Um, and if you want to be a real sponsor, you can email us <laughs> by typing in Cooper <laughs> Boys Podcast at iCloud.com. Uh, just to remind our listeners, the fake sponsor of the week is only a placeholder for a real sponsor, which we still think we might be able to get someday. And this week's episode of the Vancouver Boys Podcast is brought to you by Elon Musk, who made the Vegas Golden Knights playoff elimination one of the more normal things to happen this week. Elon Musk, maybe the most realistic candidate to become a real sponsor so far. <laughs> for some reason, I thought you were going to say president. <laughs> uh, No, I mean, no. he'd win. He would. If he ran, he'd win. Yeah. 100%. I don't understand how he can be that rich and that likable. Should we ask him for money? Yeah. Or, can't hurt. or that's Teslas? What, that's what I'm doing. I, I want him to sponsor us. If he, Yo, Team Tesla, let's go. Elon, if you want to reach out to us, you can find us by typing in Vancouver okay, Boys get the idea. Okay. If he offered us $44 million, or sorry, $44 yeah, billion. I'll deal. I'll do anything. <laughs> <laughs> you don't even know it. Hey, I'm not gay, but $44 million is $44 million. All right. Well, if he offered you $44 billion for the Vancouver Boys podcast, writes to the Vancouver Boys podcast. He can have it. Wait, wait, wait. No, no. Wait, wait, wait. Writes to the podcast but like we still do it he just owns us he yeah. can have it <laughs> <laughs> i'll never go near a microphone again <laughs> no no i, I will i will quit my day job i'll quit everything no i, I i'm too committed to the craft i could exactly. never leave this it's no. passion it's a yeah. passion project well it was nice knowing you guys yeah. <laughs> i was like i'm retiring <laughs> like you know who else is uh retiring as soon as the season's over who's that Kip nuts off Better hope not. That's Tyler's answer for everything. That's like half of our content. Richard Park. Um, No, I was going to say Bruce Boudreaux. Oh. He does not have a contract yet. Well. He does have an option. Yeah, it's a club option Mm. to re-sign him. Yeah. I mean, how can you not? How on earth can you? What did I just see? That they went like 34 and 16 and 3 or something since he's been here? Mm -hmm. How can you look at a record like that and go, yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll find someone better. Like, Tyler Myers is on your top pairing. That's as good as it's going to get, man. Oh, my God. Who has been just even worse than usual lately, by the way. (laughs) I want to point out. We got to save the Tyler Myers slander for the offseason. Oh, I I might explode if I've got to hold it in that long. (laughs) All right. Well, for the last time this season, give us the Canucks news. Oh, that hurt. I mean, I don't know. There could be some off-season. I mean, yeah, like we'll touch on them in the off-season, but I mean, they're not going to have news yeah. every week, or no. at least enough. For well, us the the to... segment will be very short. Yeah. Um. Well, I am going to start this on a positive note because okay. I've been sticking with the positiveness in this you episode. Have been. I have. They've made a smart decision, which is <laughs> so, they did a thing and they okay. did it right, which just or I think they have anyway. Okay. Uh, I'm speculating. The Canucks have now brought the uh, black skate jersey back for the uh, last couple games of the season, it sounds like, or both of the last home games. Okay. Uh, this was, like, not planned, not known in the media until, like, a few days ago mm-hmm. that they just kind of did this out of the blue. At the same time that they announced this, they put all of the... You know their current third jerseys, the, like, white stick-in-the-rink logo that has, like, only green stripes? They're, like, they're not that good-looking. I hate it. I, yeah, me too. Anyway... They marked them all 30% off. By bringing the skate jersey back and putting all those on sale, I'm, I have a hunch that next year those black skate jerseys may be 
the permanent alternate jerseys. I think those may be the third jerseys for the season. They're the best jerseys by far. So I think I think they they have to rock rock with them. They gotta. I think they should just wear them every freaking game. But we'll see how she goes. Do you think they bring them back exactly as they've been, or do you think they change them a little bit? I don't think you really can change them. <laughs> uh, no, they're they're iconic. You, you can't change the logo. I mean, you can't really change the colors. I don't know. I think you can because it's like those jerseys are a lot of black. Like there's yeah. a lot of black on those jerseys. So they could take once you the... go black, you never go back. All right. Wow. <laughs> that... <laughs> and that's why this podcast is explicit. <laughs> um... <laughs> and why we only have fake sponsors. <laughs> yeah. um, but no, like I think they could pull some of the yellows and the, what is it? Like an orange. Like they yeah, could, it's like they a could... red and marigold yeah. yellow. They could make those colors more predominant in the, in the jerseys. Like I think there's a redesign they could do there. While still keeping the spirit of the jersey alive, because ultimately, like that's what an alternate is, right? An alternate isn't just like a jersey from the past. I think about like the Ottawa Senators; they have their like Ottawa the Heritage jerseys. Yeah. yeah, they don't wear like a carbon copy jersey from the nineteen teens. Yeah, right. They they <laughs> redesigned it. So yeah, I, I get where you're coming from, but I think Canucks fans are just too. Um, obsessed with this jersey to change it. Like, I think anything they do, even if it makes it look visually better on the surface, people will be mad that they change it. They'll just say, no, keep it the same. And also just to what you brought up earlier about like what Tyler said about bringing them like back full time and like wearing those as home and aways. As much as I really like the white ones too, and I'd like to see those get some ice time, I kind of get it, right? When you look at the Pacific Northwest, the Oilers are predominantly orange right now the flames are black yellow and red that's a lot of a very similar color palette around just a couple teams right I think the blue and the green really does represent the west coast the best I think they should keep that it calls back to our original jerseys I I think they're a great home and away and even though I like the skate jersey more just um I just enjoy looking at it more I think the blue and green is a really good uh, color palette. And I think that that's how they should do it is keep the Orca as the home and away and rock the skate as a permanent third Jersey. I think that's perfect. That's your happy medium. Yeah. Well, it sounds like that's the, the, the pace that they're going at. Yeah. Uh, but there was some on ice news this week with the Canucks too, right? Like what, what else do we have? Well, I've been trying to avoid talking about it too much, but the Vancouver Canucks are mathematically eliminated from playoff contention. And that's coming from the math guy. That is so. the math guy. So you know it's real. <laughs> it's uh, He's checked the numbers. Yeah. Um, it, it hasn't been a great week for the Canucks. They, they've been eliminated. Horvat got knocked out of the lineup about a week and a bit ago. Hoaglander's been out for over a month. They now have lost Demko and Halak to injuries for the rest of the season. Uh, so we're basically rocking our Abbotsford tandem right now. Uh, except for uh, DiPietro, I think. He, he's uh, stayed down. Then who's the backup? Archer Silovs? Yeah. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Yeah, he's actually jumped up in the depth chart a fair bit. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. Um, anyway, pe- people still believe that DiPietro could jump up, but he's going to take a little more time than people thought. I think that season where he didn't play a game because of COVID really screwed him over. Um, I think his height kind of screwed him over. <laughs> well, Stop I mean... Stop chirping uh, short Im- goalies. Imagine if he was two inches taller. <laughs> Just, he'd be the far and away starter. Vesna conversation. 
You know what's funny is like he <laughs> fucking funny? is. He is in the Vesna conversation and he is a starter. You're talking about now no longer uh, Michael DiPietro. No, you're, of you're, course <laughs> I'm not talking about Michael DiPietro. I'm talking <laughs> about his uncle Rick. D. <laughs> <laughs> no, you got okay. Soros is yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if he's in the Vesna conversation. Like I've I've seen him ranked like fifth on some yeah. lists, and the other ones he's just not in. Actually, there was some Soros news this week. Did you? Well, uh, okay. Did you okay. see what happened? I, I didn't. Yeah. What happened? Soros, Is he okay? In the third period of the game against Calgary on Tuesday night, mm-hmm. limped off the ice and down no. the tunnel. Oh. Yeah. So, uh, obviously, going into the playoffs, uh, Calgary's more than likely who they're going to play. Right. And to have Soros out is just an absolute dagger. I mean, he has been a workhorse this season. You know, Nashville's always been about building from the back end out. And to not have him is going to be crippling, to say the least. Don't worry. They got no save Dave in net. God. (laughs) Call back to episode two. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I have no faith in Dave Riddick. (laughs) You shouldn't because he was Calgary's goalie and they got rid of him. He was also Toronto's goalie last season. Yeah. (laughs) I think he played one game. Yeah. No, Dave, Dave Riddick also in that game that Soros got injured. Soros left, I think, about halfway through the third, and the Predators had a 4-3 lead. Mm-hmm. They lost that game 5-4 in overtime. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and the, yeah. The, the the overtime winner was just disgusting. It just, like, went right through them and trickled over the line. The The Flames scored with .01 seconds left in the game to tie it. Like, that just can't happen. Which is good because I had a lot of money on the line. <laughs> Tyler, I can't tell you how thrilled I am for you. Anyway... Back to what you all came here for, the Canucks news. Right. <laughs> no one wants to hear about the Preds. I mean, r- really, for Canucks fans, this is just a look forward to next season, right? If they can have a good offseason, they will make the playoffs next year. If they if they do make the right moves in the summer, if they get rid of the right people, get rid of the right money, and bring the right things in, this is easily a playoff caliber team. You just need to give that core the supporting cast it needs. I mean, th- think about just how the season went, right? Pedersen started the season injured and he was hiding it, right? And the whole fan base, including myself, got on him a little bit too hard about it. But we didn't know he was injured. It just looked like he he forgot how to play hockey, right? And it turns out he was just trying to preserve himself. Besser had a slow start. Demko was a Vesna candidate until January when he got injured. And he'd been playing injured this whole season. He only just went out of the lineup a, a little while ago. Miller looks like a perennial all-star all of a sudden. Hughes just broke the franchise record for points in a season by a defenseman. This core is looking amazing. Horvat, 30 goals. Pedersen somehow got 30 goals. Miller, 30 goals, right? You add a couple more guys to that forward and some defensive depth, this is a playoff team. Louis Erickson's available. Oh, my God. (laughs) And since we're talking about this anyway, I think what we're going to do is cut a little bit of the elimination report to the beginning of the episode, and we'll carry on with it later. For those of you who are new here, we've been doing every week an elimination report on the teams that have been mathematically knocked out of the playoffs. We kind of discuss how their season went, how it should have gone, if they're heading in the right direction or not, and then we always sum it up with a letter grade. Uh, So we'll do a bit of that now, and then we'll get to some of the other teams that have been mathematically eliminated later in the episode. You gotta press a button. Welcome to a portion of the elimination report. Nope, that is the wrong button. (laughs) 
There, there it go. is. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Elimination report. Yeah. Everyone laughs at them. Yeah, the they early edition. The early. <laughs> <laughs> Daytime. Yeah. <laughs> the matinee. Oh, boy. Uh, all right. Well, I've talked about them at nausea. G- give us a little snippet. What do you guys think about how the Canucks season went versus how it should have gone versus what you expected it to go like? I mean, I almost <laughs> wish they did worse. <laughs> what the? We'll start something like that. Well, Why? They, well, they missed well, the I mean, playoffs. Did you if have money gonna... on that too? <laughs> yeah. No. If you're not going to make the playoffs, you don't want to finish right before the playoffs. Oh, I see. Like, you mean you wish they would have realized it earlier and tanked? Yeah, like with the new lottery rules, you can't move more than 10 spaces. So they right. can't get first pick no matter what. They kind of screwed themselves. So they should just suck next year and go for Bedard. I think there's going to be a lot of teams that might surprise you that will do that. Like teams you'd think, oh, they could be a playoff team. And they're just going to come out and do nothing. Philadelphia. Yeah, honestly, they'd be smart too. They would be really smart too. Just offload everything this offseason. Hang on, we're getting ahead of ourselves here. We will get to other teams. But I, I, see, I see where you're coming from about tanking. Imagine Bedard playing with JT Miller and Paul Colson. Yeah, it's not going to happen. <laughs> I got I to gotta put, a, put a stop to that right away. Also, he would never play with Pod Colson. The only guy that he's going to be playing with for sure is Tyler Mott, who they're going to re-sign in the offseason. There you go. Tyler Mott, JT Miller, Connor Bernard. What a line. Fourth line. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course, we need Yuho Lamico and... <laughs> Yuho Lamico, Elias Patterson, and Niels Hoaglander. First line. Yeah. It wouldn't be too bad. The Badato line. <laughs> oh boy. All right. Bo Horvat centering the third line. Alex Chase on centering the second line. Well, that's Coach Tyler, everybody. <laughs> With a lineup for the ages. All right, Jake, what do you think here, buddy? I feel bad for Canucks fans, man. Thank you. Like 2020, they had that killer run where they made the second round. They almost knocked out Vegas. You know, last year obviously was such a weird year for every team. Coming into the season, there were such high hopes. You know, they had the right players. Uh, it just, they had such a bad start that their whole season was tainted because of it. If anything, though, I think this is a learning experience. They now know they cannot come out easy. They have to come out flying. They can't sit back. It's got to be 100% full tilt, full throttle the whole season. And... You know, that might help them when they do make the playoffs. You know, everything's a learning experience, and I think this season may have been tough for Canucks fans and especially the players on the team. But in the long run, I think it'll benefit them. Today is the end of the season, right? It's over. It's done. Put a book, put a bookmark there. It's there. Whatever. Get rid of it. Forget about it. Come back next season with the intention to win the division because, as you can tell, it is absolutely possible. The Pacific has never been wider open than it is now, and I know that the Canucks will have a decent shot at it if they play the way they've been playing in the second half of the season for the whole season. Lastly, I just one last thing I want to talk about. All season, I've been saying this team's not a playoff team, this team's not a playoff team, this team's not a playoff team. And what I meant by that is, you know, even if they make the playoffs, which I doubted for the whole season, they weren't going to do anything. They were going to be a first-round exit, maybe even swept. I have never been more wrong. This team is a playoff team. 
And it breaks my heart that they didn't make the playoffs because I genuinely believe they could have upset a lot of teams in the playoffs. They have the right players with the right energy, the right amount of heart. It's it's just about they got to be able to get there. I'll talk more about how I think they can do that in later episodes and especially in the summer when we get to free agency and draft and all that. But for right now, I just want to leave it off on this note. Even though this season may have been heartache for a lot of fans because it was so close but never quite there, it wasn't a failure. There's things here to build on. Um, Marcus, I think it's time for a letter grade. Yeah, I, I just want to point out just a couple small things and then we'll we'll get to that right away. Uh, you mentioned that you think the Canucks could win the division. I want to point out that since Boudreaux was hired until about a week ago, we were tied for points with Calgary over that same span. Calgary, who did win the division. So I, I for anyone out there who might have been laughing at that or thinking it's idiotic, it's possible. <laughs> Wouldn't be a first for me. Yeah, well, <laughs> would be a first for any of us, I don't think. Yeah. And then as for the letter grade, boy, does this confuse me because I, I my brain goes so many directions here. I think about what this season should have been, which is should have been a playoff team. They really shouldn't have even been a wild card team. They should have been a, a lock for one of the top three spots. And I want to talk about where they're going, but it's almost too early to tell because this management team hasn't really done a lot yet. They, they've really kind of sat back and observed what the team is so they can properly identify what to do this summer. And that's going to be huge, right? If they do the right things this summer, they're looking great. But it is, to me, dependent on one thing, and that is the owners of this team, the Aquilinis, keeping their hands out of the hockey ops department. They cannot go in and tell them what they want this team to be or what they want them to do. They need to stay out of it. Because if they start mixing business with hockey, they will end up where they are right now, which is forcing a GM to do things he doesn't want to do. He sticks around too long and then you wait too long to fire him. Right. And then you end up, you end up eight years in with in that time, two playoff appearances spread six years apart. So what I would give this team as a letter grade right now would be damn close to a C minus based on the ownership and what they've done over the last few years and even where it looked like they were heading. But I'm going to optimistically give them a C plus and say that they can go in the right direction here. It's entirely about if they will. But they have, they have the potential to be an A. But they also have the potential to be an F. So I'm giving them a C plus and a generous one. Please don't make me regret that. Mr. Aquilini, who I know listens to this podcast. Who will definitely make you regret that. Yeah. And that would be a pretty goofy thing to do. What a goof! You reminded me of uh, the Calgary Flames season last year. You know? Oh, how people were saying, blow it up, it's not going to work, and then yeah. they came back and won the division? Yeah. Yeah. That you know? Man, that's dreaming, but I, I would love to say that you're right. Yeah. Well, I mean, think of all the people that were like, trade Miller, trade Miller. Do you know how many yourself? people were saying trade? Well, yeah. yeah. But think about how many people were saying trade Pedersen, man. Yeah. Like, I might have been one of them. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people were. A yeah. lot of people were. I, ne I never was. I'll, I'll happily point out. But as you mentioned, I was on the trade Miller train for a while. And I still believe that next year, if he says he's going to demand like a 10 by 10, fine. You, Sign you know, him. Make it work. No, but make the hard decision. Yeah. But if he's willing to stay here and be reasonable, keep him. Do everything you can to keep him. Anyway, 
goof of the week. Do you want me to hit the button again? Okay. What a goof! There you go. You just talked over it. I know. Okay. I'm going to keep it in. All right. It's funny, you know? It is funny. (laughs) (laughs) It's uh, a little goofy if you ask me. What a goof! That's right. Welcome to my segment. This is the part of the show where I go and I find a story that involves a person, player, team, coach, organization, owner, whatever, what have you. I bring it up with the guys and we have a little chat about it. And what would you guys say if the Edmonton Oilers got swept in the first round of the playoffs this year? Again? What would I say? Yeah. What would your reaction? Just give me like a one one quick brief sentence or word that would sum up how you would feel about that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> now, That'd be my reaction. Now, what if they traded for Evgeny Malkin at the trade deadline and he was on that team and they still got swept in the first round? I'm struggling to see how this is a goof because none of this happened. This is all... Oh, this happened, but not in the NHL. Oh, no, this happened in the NBA. The Brooklyn Nets were swept in the first round of their playoffs. Now, I'm going to remind you of some of the players on the Brooklyn Nets. And for those of you that aren't familiar with basketball, I'll kind of equate this to hockey. So on the Brooklyn Nets, we have have Kevin Durant, the best player in the world. Really? Oh, yeah. Questionable. Who, Who is better than Kevin Durant? Steph Curry. Richard Park. <laughs> Luka Doncic. Okay. Well, it, it, most people disagree with you, including myself. So okay. the, the consensus for most people is that Kevin Durant's the best basketball player in the world right now, uh, who is, in hockey, you're Connor McDavid. They also have a guy by the name of Kyrie Irving, who is arguably the best ball handler nice. in the NBA. Uh, and, you know, I, he's kind of like a Leon Dreisaitl. And they traded for one of the best big men in the NBA by the name of Ben Simmons at the trade deadline. Who didn't play a game all year? Yes, he didn't. He never played for the Nets because he was injured. Um, so that, that's your Michael Furland. No, that's my Evgeny Malkin because Evgeny Malkin, oh, right. whenever he gets injured, he's injured for a long period of time. Gotcha. Anyway, so the, the fact of the matter is, is that this team was just building a super team. Every, there were such high hopes. Last season, they lost in a game seven because... Uh, Kevin Durant's foot was on the line like they almost won a game seven and moved on and a lot of people think they would have won the the championship last season Mm. but anyway the goof here is is they got swept in the first round this year Jesus yeah the problem with that team is well that that team's been a problem all year they had Kevin Durant Kyrie James Harden to start the year oh yeah I didn't even mention James Harden was on the team for half the season the problem is none of those players can play together because they all want the ball Kyrie didn't play the first over half a season because he refused to get vaccinated. And he said he would only get the vaccine if they came out with a plant-based plant-based version. Hmm. Uh, He's kind of a nutcase, but he's got some great ball handling skills. Great ball handler. Good to know. Um, Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons can't shoot to save his life, but he is a 6'10 point guard that is very good up close. I think if he would have played, I think that series would have been completely different. But that that team is a disaster zone. Yeah. That that team does remind me a lot, like you said, of the Edmonton Oilers, where they have all these great players. They just can't put it together. They just can't put it together, and they can't yeah. do anything. They also have Blake Griffin and Andre. Yeah, but uh, DeAndre Jordan. They have the carcasses of those players, right? Like <laughs> exactly. It, it'd be it'd be like if Tyler Johnson. 
you know, and Mark Andre Fleury went to the Oilers, right? They're both well, washed up and useless. There's, there's their Mike Smith. <laughs> yeah, Mike Smith's already there. <laughs> I, okay, here's the thing. I like to play GM all the time in my own head, right? But, you know, all the time I bring it up with other people and they're like, yeah, you're an idiot, you know, but <laughs> still. Like, one thing I brought up before, and this was like maybe a year ago. It, yeah. This was before the Leafs lost to the Canadians. This is when they lost to the Jackets. I said, oh, yeah. I said, they need to make major changes to this core. Like, I'm not saying blow it up. I'm saying you trade two of Matthews, Marner, Tavares, and Nylander. You Riley. get two, Riley, sure. You get two of them out of there. People said, you're an idiot. Those are all such great players. And I said, yes. But do you see a reality where this works out? Because we're this far in and it's not working, right? They proceeded to lose to the Canadians, who were were they the last seed in the in the playoffs that year? Uh, yeah, I don't even think the they North. were supposed to make the playoffs, right? And now in I, a regular I, year, I still realize that they made it to the uh, finals. Final, yeah. That doesn't change the fact that the Leafs were up three one on them yeah. in the series, and they they dropped every game after that. You know, which you called by the way. I did call it, which, you know what? When the memes guy made that best predictions list, he didn't yeah. even put that in there. I, know. I won with a different prediction. <laughs> I think that one's crazier. I looked at the Leafs up 3-1 on the worst team in the le- or in the playoffs and went, they're going to blow this. <laughs> they, I confidently said they will lose this series, and they did. Hey, I was on that bandwagon, yeah, too. He backed me up. You guys both yeah. did commit yeah. to that. Yeah, yeah. We, that should have been a tag team vote that you could have voted for me and Tyler <laughs> for that one. Yeah. But anyway, I'm saying this logic applies here. Do you see this team with its current roster turning it around, just figuring it out and putting it together? No. I'm not talking about the Leafs anymore. I'm talking about the, the Brooklyn. Well, he, okay. The, the one, Absolutely not. The, okay, but there is one small thing that you have to consider. Okay. Basketball is a very different sport, right? Like, there's a thing in, the, in, in basketball called the big three, and it's typically you have three superstars that all play together. Right. That carry you to a championship, right? Like you had in the nineties, you had Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen and Dennis Rodman. Right. And then, uh, then obviously kind of time goes on and you end up with like the Miami heat. Right. And they had LeBron James, Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh. And right. the, the whole idea of the big three is kind of a, a, a thing in basketball. Okay. And the nets have been trying to put like, they've been trying to Frankenstein their big three. And they, they started with the best player in the world, which is kind That's of a, a good, good place start. to start. Yeah. They added the best ball handler in the world. Wonderful. And now they've been cycling through a third guy to try to make something work and just nothing seems to be sticking. So for me, it's a little bit different than the leaf situation because they've just been riding the same core for years and it's not working. Right. You know what I mean? I guess that's just it is a lot of people don't want to give up on it because they're emotionally attached to the players and maybe even some of the GMs are, but you have to look at a product that isn't working and you have to admit that you have to just be able to see that it's not going to work. You know, make the changes now while the pieces you have are worth what they're worth. Don't wait until they've diminished in value and then get a lesser return on it. I would challenge you with this, right? And it's just that they did change their goaltending. But Jack Campbell is not going to win them a series. That's just it, right? They changed it for the worse. Well, that's what I mean. If you're okay, yeah, sure. If you trade Matthews for like an Alex Chase on, then sure, you're right. That's probably not going to make your team that much better. Maybe a Uh, little better. (laughs) It's going to make your team worse. (laughs) But no, you you get my point though. Like, I'm not saying just make changes for the hell of it. I'm saying at the very least, make a lateral move somewhere. 
bring someone yeah. new into the locker room, right? Yeah. Not saying a new horrible goaltender. I'm just saying a new person, you know, something in the core that's going to shake it up. Not, I'm not talking about a depth player or a, a, an outside piece. A core player needs to leave, and you need to bring another one in. Bottom line. All right, I got a trade proposal here. Oh, oh no. boy, here we go. You know, <laughs> these are fun. In, everyone. These are at least fun. Yeah. Go ahead. Warinsky. <laughs> this way. Line this way. <laughs> And Tortoro. John Tavares. Okay. William Nylander. Ooh, holy shit. And a first for Patrick Line. <laughs> you know what's weird? I thought he just, was just, just Zach wait. Warinsky. Okay. Jonas Corposalo. <laughs> Jack Rosnick. Maybe somebody to fill in in the pipeline or another depth piece. Okay, here's the here's the thing. Obviously, that's ridiculous. But <laughs> I thought he was going to say Patrick Kane and DeBrinket. Well, Chicago's made it clear that they want to get rid of. Well, they don't want to get rid of him, but they they're making them available. Yeah. Is there a reality where they make a play for Patrick Kane, and like they try to move Tavares for that? Tavares would have to go back just to exchange money. Yeah. Yeah. But here's the thing is I'm trying to think on the Leafs who has like no trade clauses and stuff, because if I'm anyone on the Leafs, even though it's the Leafs, if I'm a player for the Leafs, I'm not going to Chicago. Yeah, Tavares right? has a no trade clause. He hasn't. Right. He also seems like the kind of guy that would go, I'll do it for my team. You know, like he would just, mm, I don't oh, think eh. he would let his team trade him for his team. Well, no, that's true. He'll wait until free agency then. Pretend then he's going to stay and then leave. Both Johnny T's would be on the same team. Tavares and Taves would both be on the same yeah, team. Yeah, that's true. Anyway. Uh, okay. Point there B. are many other podcasts that fantasize about Leafs trades. We don't need to do that. No, no. They've had more than enough exactly. airtime on this episode. Anyway, the biggest goof of the week, the Brooklyn Nets getting swept in the first round. There you go. Okay. And one more piece of news we're going to go over before we cut to break here. Um, breaking news. Uh, or it. Breaking news. Breaking news. Um, get it? Because we're going to go to break after this. Um, the Vegas Golden Knights, Come and it, whatever you're thinking this is, it's pr it probably isn't. Um, <laughs> are, they're making their gold third jerseys their new home jerseys. So that'll be their main jersey, which, you know, on the surface doesn't sound like much. But then they also say they'll be adding a black third jersey, implying that their current home jersey, which is mostly gray, uh, will just be taken out of rotation completely because you, you can't really roll four jerseys. You, you only have three, a home away and a, an alternate. So sounds like goodbye to their inaugural season gray jerseys. I'm curious to know what this black jersey is going to look like. It's like, what can they really do? Are they just going to put a black jersey with sparkles on it? Yeah, probably. I mean... Like, we have one of their gray ones in studio right mm -hmm. now. And it is a, for those of you who've never seen one up close, it's a surprisingly intricate jersey. Like, the sleeves have this special striping on them. Same with the logo. It's got this, like, crazy depth to it and this, like, pin striping. It's like, you see the logo on TV. It doesn't do it justice to what the jersey looks like. It is a beautiful jersey. So I I also wonder if they're, if they're going to stick with the, their main logo, if they might go to the shoulder patch, which is what they did for their reverse retro. Um, yeah, it's, it's hard to say, but it seems like after only a few short seasons, they are completely ditching 
uh, their inaugural season jersey, or the, the home one anyway. I think this is a natural rotation for jerseys, like especially an inaugural one. What, to have it for... What? How long have they been around now? Five, years, five six years. Yeah. Like I think back to like the Preds. I think their inaugural jerseys they only had for four years, five years, and then they changed. I mean, they didn't change it much, but they did change it. The Canucks are weird because they seem to go almost a decade at a time. They had the whole seventies just about. They had their um, stick in the rink. Yeah. Most of the eighties they had their those V jerseys. Yeah. The nineties they had the skate jerseys. The well, the early two thousands, they had the red and navy blue orca jerseys. Mm-hmm. Around twenty ten or just before that, they switched to the one with the Vancouver thing over the top, and they made them blue. And then in twenty twenty, they got rid of the Vancouver word mark. Yeah, it seems yeah, that's just a Vancouver thing. Maybe every ten years, we're like, eh, let's change it up a little bit. By change it up a little bit, we mean change the whole color scheme. Go from green and blue to yeah. red, black, and orange. Yeah. Anyway, just thought that was a stupid decision by them because they have really nice jerseys now. But we'll we'll see what they come back with. Yeah. I mean, I mean, as far as Vegas news stories go this week, that's probably I, I would imagine that's probably the most interesting thing that's happened with that team this this week. Yeah, we don't have any th- more Vegas news, I don't think, on the other side. Um, but speaking of the other side, let's go to the other side. We're gonna take a quick break. We will be back after a word from our fake sponsor. This week's episode of the Vancouver Boys podcast is brought to you by Elon Musk, who made the Vegas Golden Knights playoff elimination one of the more normal things to happen this week. Elon Musk. Maybe the most realistic candidate so far to become a real sponsor. We'll be right back. Oh, God, buddy. You got to eat something. what is going on over there? (laughs) You're listening to the Vancouver Boys Podcast. That's her name. Don't wear it out. Man, we got to sign this guy to a six by six. Tampa Bay was $18 million over the salary cap. UC Soros is the best goalie in the NHL. Welcome back from the break, everybody. Uh, thanks for sticking around. We are getting into what is quickly becoming everyone's favorite part of the show, the elimination report. <laughs> yes, it's the time of the show where we go over all the teams that have been mathematically eliminated from playoff contention. And, oh, gee, that is a long sound. <laughs> wow. Uh, we go over all the teams who've been mathematically eliminated And uh, we give them a letter grade, as you heard us do earlier with the Vancouver Canucks. And a small oversight on our part, there's only one team left that we haven't talked about. Uh, We've covered every team who's been eliminated so far, given them a letter grade, talked about them, uh, what what we think. We are down to just one team, and this could have very easily been a goof of the week, but Jake decided to save it for us so we could do it now. You're welcome. The Vegas Golden Knights who have been topics of conversation when coming to cap circumvention, uh, when coming to more recently just having a not great fan base in terms of being a a bit on the toxic side. Uh, Yes, they have been eliminated from playoff contention. I would have been quite surprised by this if you told me that at the beginning of the season, that they weren't going to make it. Well, I think especially with bringing in Eichel and stuff, like everyone for 
for sure thought Vegas was going to run away with the Pacific. Mm-hmm. They had a lot of injuries. They screwed around a lot with the LTIR. So maybe karma is the reason they didn't make it. I'm kind of glad they didn't make it. But yeah, if you're uh, if you try and screw over the LTIR like that, it's going to come bite you in the butt, apparently. Unless you're Tampa Bay. Yeah, or you repeat as a Stanley Cup champion. <laughs> One or the other. No in between. Yeah, I think it's really important that we circle back and touch on the whole Eichel thing again. Because, like, that's huge, you know? Like, they made that trade for Eichel in, what, November? Uh, Yeah. And, like, man, did that change the trajectory of their season, right? Like, who knew Tuck was such an important piece of that team? Yeah. And... Obviously, with Eichel not coming in until he did and then not having the kind of impact I think they were hoping, like, wow. And now, you know, Eichel gets traded to a team where he thinks he's a playoff lock and he still has never made the playoffs in his NHL career. But I think this season will light a fire for him and next season he's going to come back and he is going to be in the conversation for points leader for goals assist. like he's going to be in those conversations i'm not saying he's going to win or even get nominated but he'll at least be talked about i think as far as the team goes though if you put all your eggs in one basket you can only do that so many times before the wheels start to fall off and you know obviously they could never figure out goaltending they still haven't um their defense is phenomenal mm-hmm. like they they have one of the best decors in the league uh, Shea Theodore, I think, is the most underrated defenseman in the league. Like, you watch him play. He is a phenomenal defenseman. Uh, offensively, stick handling, uh, defensively, vision of the ice, just everything. Like, wow, I really underestimated him. And I think more people need to pay attention to how good of a defenseman he is. Uh, but, yeah, I, I, I'm just floored that this team didn't make the playoffs. And disappointed, too. When you look at... The Eichel trade, you're right. They did make that trade in November. People have to remember that he's coming off of, what was it, about a year of not playing hockey? And I think a it was pretty, over a year, yeah. Yeah, a pretty wicked injury and a pretty wicked surgery. So I'm not shocked at the level of impact he had. It's I, I would have expected him to be a little better, but again, it's really tough to judge someone coming back from what he's coming back from. And I almost feel a little bit bad for him because you know he got booed out of his own rink his first game back in Buffalo. Which he changed the narrative in a bad way because he he got booed. And honestly, at first I felt quite bad for him because he really did give everything he had when he was there. It wasn't like he was sitting there moping the whole time. You know, he played hard every game. He gave the city everything he had Uh, to get booed for that. That's tough. Right. And I I realize after people were calling him a crybaby because, you know, he, he chirped the fans after the game. I really did kind of feel bad for him about that because I think he was just hurt, honestly. Uh, then he goes to Vegas, uh, where again he we everyone thought they were locked for the playoffs. They even did cap circumvention, like more cap circumvention than Tampa did last year, and they still missed. And so I feel a bit bad for him, but what I'm not feeling bad for is Vegas fans who've been treated to one of the best teams in the NHL ever since they've existed. Missing the playoffs is part of hockey. And the fact that they've whined and cried about it as much as they have, I'm sorry, I think they deserve this. This is a bit of a reality check and a wake-up call. You're not invincible. You're not going to the playoffs every year. You're not just given a trip to the Stanley Cup Finals. You have to work for it, and you have to deal with the losses first. 
I think this team, if they make the right moves again, they can come back and be nuts next year. Again, like you said, I think Eichel's going to wake up. I think a few guys on that team who've just been used to success are going to get a cold wake-up call here. And they're going to really step it up next year. I think they have to. And if they don't, well, you might have to look at shipping some guys out. Robin Leonard is not a number one goalie. You really think that, eh? 100%. Well, right now he's he's a number one injured goalie. He's he's done for the year. Garbage. Yeah. Yeah, he's kind of proved that he can't be the man in Vegas. Yeah. They miss Flurry. That defense is good enough to make up for a bad goalie. I think that's what happened. Please, like you have to acknowledge their decor is insane. It is. It totally well, is. Their defense is good, but like the biggest problem is Robin Leonard can't move. So one little mistake and it's in the back of the net. Well, I mean, everyone knows too that having a good defense and like being known for it as a team just wins you cups automatically. That's just a guarantee right there. At least it'll get you there. It will get you into the matchup. As far as letter grade, we, we should let's let's go over this because this is the last one we're gonna get to do. So let's well, collaborate on this. Until a, a team gets eliminated from the playoffs. Like it, once the what? playoffs start. Oh, right. Yes. Then we can do another yeah. right. Okay. But yes, this is the last regular season one we're gonna do. So Tyler, what do you think, buddy? Personally, I'm thinking a D minus. D minus. Yep. I think they had such high potential and they didn't meet any of the standards that anyone put for them. I think they're going to have a decent team going forward, but there's definitely some changes that need to make that need to be made. Yeah. For me, it's like, I think you touched on a lot of the important parts. Um, but the one thing that I would just add is, you know, what do they get out of this season? And for me, it's not much, right? It's, you got to be better next season and that's about it. So for me, it's a fail. Yeah, it's plain I'm, and simple. It's a fail. Yeah, I, I'm right down there with you guys. I, I think as far as season expectations versus what they actually delivered, yeah, this is a D. This is not quite a passing grade. This is about as low as it gets. They need to come back and be better next year because, again, they have so many of the right pieces. They improve their goaltending just a little bit. I think this team is going to be absolutely mental. But, again, I, I thought they were going to be ridiculous at the beginning of the season. Most people did. They were in a playoff spot for a large part of the season, and they dropped out. So they clearly need to fix something over there. And now with that being our final team that's been mathematically eliminated from the playoffs, I think it's time to pivot into our one of my favorite segments, talking about Marcus playing hockey. Oh, my God. <laughs> we're doing this again, eh? <laughs> All right, give us the recap then. Uh, so Marcus is still learning to skate, and he's doing a great job. But more excitingly, we, we got back on the floor playing a little yes. more ball hockey. We, after a, a two-week hiatus. Exactly. And my God, did he tear it up this week. What was your stat line on the night? Two goals. I, I, again, I wasn't tracking assists. It's oh, kinda, yeah. Oh, this guy. I, well, no, the, okay, I wasn't. The, the, team got, the team got 10 goals by the end of the, end of the game. Right. And you were in on, I would say, at least half of them, whether you scored or assisted. Me- that sounds about right. Because yeah. you were in on both of the goals I scored. So Yeah. Yeah, that's right. We we had we both had two goals. That's mm-hmm. right. Yeah, it was fun. That was probably the most fun I've had playing so far. Yeah. Just really uh got a feel for the ball there. Your ball handling is yes. uh, definitely improving. World class ball handler. Yeah. Not quite Kyrie Irving. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, we had a good time. They were decent goals too, I think. One of them was just a goal line, you know. Just chip it over the goalie's pads. Yeah. One of the, or wait, was one of them a shot? 
Yeah. Wait, did you get three? No, no, I didn't get three. I got two. Okay. There was the one that yeah, I, no, I, 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 mi- I missed the crossbar by like That's an inch right. and a half. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. that I was mad about that one. Yeah. It was a bullet. It was. How are the goalies in this league? Actually pretty good. Dude, they're good. <laughs> so in, in the lower mainland, there's this thing called the men's premier league for ball hockey. Right. Yeah. And both not the, to be confused with the premier league in London, England. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or just, yeah, in Britain. But, um, that we have goalies from that league come out all the time and yeah, they're good. But the thing is, is like, it gets really, really hot in the gym that we play. Yeah. In. And so the goalies in like the first half of the first game are always like on it. Right. Yeah. Like it, it'll take like a half an hour to get one past them, but then they'll get hot and tired. The and, floodgates open. Yeah. But no, they are, they are good goalies. I don't think we've Shit. had one week where we've had a bad goal. Oh, we had one. Did we? There was one time we had a one that was pretty rough. Oh, I do remember that one. Yeah, yeah. he was our goal. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Didn't help us too much. Yeah. But, yeah. No, but th- this week, even the goalie I scored on, surprisingly, was quite good. Oh, yeah, he was good. I didn't beat him until late in the first game, so. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, there you go. There's a little update yeah. on, on Marcus's progress. Wonderful. Yeah, that's what you all come here for. Exactly. So glad we could deliver. He was that. shot blocking. He was stripping guys of the ball. Oh, I wasn't shot blocking. I was jumping out of the way. I saw you block. No, oh, whatever. Ah, uh, no, I whacked one down with my stick. No, I saw you block a shot. Did I? Yeah, it was right in front of me. Oh. I was I was sitting on the bench. Well, good for me. <laughs> I don't remember that. Yeah, you'll remember it tomorrow. Okay. <laughs> anyway, there you go. There's the update on Marcus's learning to play hockey. Wonderful. Skipping back to. NHL hockey. This is our playoff preview episode. This is the last episode we're going to do before the playoffs start. Honestly, I'm going to go a little open mic here and just let's just talk about some of the things we are excited to see in this playoffs. Either some matchups or players or just specific things that you are just dying to to watch. Toronto getting bounced in the first round. Yes, what an <laughs> excellent place to start. We don't know we don't know who they're going to play first round do we toronto it's gonna be either boston or tampa it's It's going to be tampa it it, the odds of it being boston are minute yeah yeah boston would have to jump boston would have to win both of their last games and tampa would have to lose both of them so i i doubt that i mean this is a tough test for the maple leafs the uh tampa bay lightning two-time stanley cup champions back-to-back cup winners i believe jake said he thinks is gonna three-peat that was my beginning of season prediction. You're right. Well, they do have a pretty easy um, first round series here, so exactly. there's a good chance they could three-peat. Yep. <laughs> Tampa also coming off of playing some of their best hockey all season in the last few weeks. Yeah, it should be pointed out that they just beat Toronto 8-1 to one yeah. in, in the last few days. So, yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited as always. I, I, I mean, again, I have to wonder. I brought this up earlier. If they get bounced in the first round again which would be what one two three four would this be the fifth year in a row it depends if you count the columbus i do thing i do yeah me too i count those okay i think it was 2016 17 18 19 20 21 22 this is the wait hold on 16 17 18 19 20 21 22 this would be the seventh year jesus okay that's my point when do you say okay we need to change something major here. Wait, no, I'm wrong. Matthews was drafted in 16. It really doesn't matter. <laughs> this, this is the sixth year in a row. This 
it has been a while that they have been one of the best regular season teams in the league, yet choked in the first round. At what point do you say regular season success is no longer enough to, to validate keeping everyone on that roster, right? And this, this one, it, it's funny to me because it's such an easy fix. Goaltending. Holy Christ, get a goalie. <laughs> this, it, it's not rocket science. Get a goalie. You can see their defense is fine. Their top end scoring is phenomenal. Yeah. Their, their depth scoring isn't bad. It's not, you know, great. It's not yeah. poor. It's it's fine. They've got the veteran leaders. They've got the skilled young guys. Get a freaking goalie. <laughs> this is the same as Edmonton. You just want to smack the GMs. Mm-hmm. It's like, what, what are you seeing that I'm not here? Yeah. Or you like know? at the draft... When Jesper Volstead was slipping, <laughs> he slipped 10 picks and Edmonton was like, you know, what? we'll trade down. We'll yeah. trade down. <laughs> I, j- I, I don't get it. Yeah. I really don't. But you're right. I am excited to see them lose and be surprised about it again. That That's always fun. Yeah. Except I almost wonder if it won't be as fun because some of them, it seems like they're starting to figure it out. There's Leafs fans I've seen all season being like, yep, all this just to get eliminated in the first round. (laughs) Like, they're becoming self-aware. Yeah. And that's almost going to make it less fun. that Now they get to say, I knew it. Shit. Yeah. Part part of the fun part was seeing them go, what? How did this happen? (laughs) You know? Yeah, Yeah, you can only kick a dead horse so many times, right? (laughs) You'd think. (laughs) Um, Other matchups that we're looking forward to seeing, obviously for myself, I'm really looking forward to seeing uh, Calgary Nashville if that happens mm-hmm. obviously it could be Colorado Nashville but uh, whoever they play I'm really looking forward to it as long as Soros is healthy that's that's the big thing right if Riddick is in net I'm not watching any of the games because uh, that'll just be too hard to watch if I were you and, and you might be surprised by this I would honestly hope to be playing Colorado I what? think I think that Calgary is a more complete hockey team than Colorado is get out of my house no I won't I will stay here fly back and kick me out (laughs) seriously what were we just talking about a second ago what is one of the the Darcy Kemper is a good goaltender no he's not no okay maybe he's good he might be okay he is what I would call passable he's no Jacob Markstrom right Jacob Markstrom has been lights out for the majority of this season Right, He's had some low points, and that's why he won't get a Vesna nomination. But he has been phenomenal for large parts of the season. He has a playoff gear, and if he shows up, Colorado is going to have a very tough time scoring on him. And Calgary, I think, is going to put a few soft ones past Kemper. If I were picking a team to play against, I'd probably take Colorado over Calgary. If you can shut down that top line, uh, Colorado definitely starts to... To look a little thin. And look no further than the playoffs last year with Edmonton playing Winnipeg, right? Yeah. Everyone thought that Edmonton, Connor McDavid was just going to be a beast and they were going to be nuts. Winnipeg figured that out. and We have to shut down two guys and wait until Darnell Nurse passes out from exhaustion and then we can score. Yeah. And, and that's exactly what they did. In fact, that's how they won the series in that overtime. Yeah. They waited for Darnell Nurse to take his first line change of the game and they scored yeah like it's just you can't have 
a successful team in the playoffs who has one strength. You have to be good across the board minimum, if not great in some places. You cannot have weak goaltending, weak defense, or weak scoring. Two have to be good. One has to be great. Mm -hmm. And for me, that's just it. Colorado's goaltending, it's not good enough. No, but I think their defense is good enough. To stop any shots from going through. They don't have to stop any shots, but they have to stop anything in close. Like, they have Devontae's, who's an absolute animal. I don't think he gets near enough credit. Kale McCarr, Samuel Gerrard, Josh Manson, Bowen Byram, Eric Johnson. You will Bowen see. Bowen Byram isn't playing. Yeah, yeah no, he is. Yes, he is. Oh, yeah, he came he, back. That's he's right. back in the lineup? Yeah. No. I think, and he looks good. I watched him tonight. I think you will see why Kale McCarr is the most overrated defenseman in the NHL. I think you're going to see that in the playoffs. He has you 27 goals. Exactly. And you will see that that doesn't translate to the playoffs. All right. Well, I, I think we've been going on a little bit too much about the Colorado Avalanche. Uh, there are plenty of other teams that are going to be playing each other in the first round of the playoffs, including the St. Louis Blues and Minnesota Wild, which <laughs> oh, I, boy. Think, I think is quietly going to be the best series of the first round, the most competitive, at least. It's going to be a four-game series. Oh my Who god! You? You're you cannot honestly think that you really think the Blues are going to get knocked out that fast? No, the the, <laughs> the Wild the, the Wild have not beat the Blues this year yet. What? And they're not going to. Wait, they're in the same division, don't they? Play each other like five? No, four times. Four, four times five. this year, and they are zero and four. Holy Jesus! It's not looking good, Wild fans. Who we know there's tons of who listen to this podcast, and the Blues are so deep. Their defense is solid. Billy Huso's a rock. They're good to go. Do you have any idea how much content we are going to get out of this if you're wrong and the Minnesota Wild take out the Blues in the first happen. round? Won't well, happen. Here's the thing. like He is right. St. Louis did win all of their matchups, mm -hmm. but two of them were overtime finishes. Okay. And all of them were crazy high-scoring games. Really? The first one was 6-4. The okay. second one was 4-3, and then the last, the most recent one was 6-5. Wow. Like, we're talking about high-scoring games. And need I remind you, these are two teams with great offense, great defense, and no goals ending. Right. I mean, this is this series is going to be like the first-round Florida-Tampa series last year. Like, it is going to be, whether you're a fan of either of these teams or not, you check in, you watch, because it's going to be a blast. And I can't wait to see Flurry fall apart and have all of you guys go. Yeah, Jake was right. You know, Flurry, Flurry's I probably not going to play. You you think yeah. you think Bennington's a better goalie? Uh, I think Billy Huso's yeah. a better goalie. I think I well. The question right. here is who has better goaltending, right? Right. And I think Cam Talbot's a better goalie. Um, for <laughs> you one. think you think Talbot's going to be starting over Flurry? Yeah, at some point in the series for sure. Tyler, well, what do you think? One game. I I think Talbot's going to start the series. He's a better goalie. And yeah. I think in game three, Flurry's going to come in. Would you say yeah, that? They, they, you're saying that because you think that the Blues are going to blow him out of the water. <laughs> no, I think Talbot's going to get hurt. How can you predict that? That's so random. He checked in with O'Reilly. O'Reilly's planning on just <laughs> yeah. fucking running him through the end boards. <laughs> okay, this reminds yeah, that's me. Did jokes. you guys hear about, it was like, like, it was like 10 years ago now, but the New Orleans Saints, their defensive coordinator, would put out... Um, bribes on like if you could injure other teams players and he would really like, yeah he would like pay off his players to go out and injure people 
Okay, I forget if I talked about this on the podcast or if this was in private, but we had a play in lacrosse that our coach called the Hammer of Justice. Jesus. Yeah. And we were like 13 maybe. Like we weren't that old. But if any of their players did something dirty to one of our guys, we ran a play where we'd basically have one guy kind of, if we were playing on offense, we'd have one guy kind of disappear, fade out to center we'd run an intentional giveaway where we'd give someone on the other team the ball and we would have our guy full flight come in from the center line. And just the second that pass went through and he caught it, it made it a legal hit and he would just dump the kid. Yeah. And it was a kid named Justin. And he was like, you know, twice the size of everyone on the team just yeah. went through puberty when he was eight. Yeah. Like, you know, he was shaving and shit like one of those kids and just, Oh my God. We, he sent at least three kids out of games using that play. <laughs> it was like, well, it's like watching a freight train barrel down on you. It, it was, I would have hated imagine. to be any of those guys. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Another one I want to talk about is the Florida Panthers and the Washington Capitals. If this happens, this could be a great series, but Ovechkin's hurt right now mm -hmm. and his injury is very unknown. They're, they're keeping really quiet about it. So that, that could be a big factor in this series. Um, I, I think Florida's just too strong, though. They have goaltending in Sergei Bobrovsky. Any claims they have you want to make about defense. their goaltending? <laughs> He's taking them to the finals. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Will we um, see that? Yeah, it's going to happen. Don't worry. Okay. Okay. They have solid defense. I don't know if Ekblad's going to be back. That kind of weighs into things again. He missed last year as well. And their offense is stronger than ever. Here's my thing for Florida. I predicted they would win the cup at the beginning of the season. I'm sticking with that prediction because to me, there are two teams in the entire NHL that have everything you need. They have offense, defense, and goaltending. And they're all working like a wagon right now. And I already touched on one of them is the Calgary Flames. And I think they're going to surprise a lot of people. And I think they could be the team out of the West that makes it in. The only other team in the league is the Florida Panthers. And I really just think that the Calgary Flames are a watered-down Florida Panthers. This team has everything you construct a Stanley Cup team to have. Their defense has looked great. Their offense has looked amazing. And it goes under the radar a lot because they're a small market team. You don't hear about them that much unless you're actively searching for the information. And their goaltending can be phenomenal. So I think that is your Stanley Cup champion. But the Washington Capitals do not go away without a fight. They are always going to be a tough team, or at least with the core they have right now. They're going to be a tough team to play against. So I think that's a perfect opening matchup for Florida. They should be able to win it, but don't sleep on, on Washington because they will put up more of a fight than you expect them to. And if you sleep on them, they'll get you. I think that OV injury is, even though they're being quiet about it, I mean, if you watched the replay, it's a broken collarbone. Just say it again. Yeah. I think that OV injury, like, even... Jesus. <laughs> Tyler, what the fuck is this? It's Tyler sending these, by the way. Okay, great. It's Lil Wayne Gretzky. I think that OV injury, it's pretty clear to me. Like, if you watch the replay, he's got a broken collarbone. Like, the way he hits the boards, the way he collapses, where he holds, you know. And if he's playing on a broken collarbone, Jesus. Like, 
I mean, he'd do it too. I think he probably will. Despite that, you know, Ovi's what, 37, 36? Yeah. Like, he's not going to be the difference maker they need to, to take out the Florida Panthers. But uh, honestly, like, the way I look at it, the Toronto Maple Leafs and the Washington Capitals are just bumps in the road on the way to the best series that we're going to get, which is the Florida Panthers, Tampa Bay Lightning. Yeah, round two. Yeah. You know who they need? Who, who needs they need them? Lil Wayne Gretzky. Oh, my God. Who the hell is that? So, Ty, just for everyone listening, Tyler has found this meme of Lil Wayne photoshopped onto Wayne Gretzky's body. And he's now going nuts with Lil Wayne Gretzky. It's, it's like, entirely consumed him. Like, it's all he can talk about right now. Kind of looks like, like, it, it's obviously photoshopped, but, like... Well, you know? yeah, I don't think like, Lil Wayne ever played for the fucking LA Kings. But like, it isn't like it doesn't look like bad Photoshop. Like, if someone showed me that picture, I'd be like, and I didn't know who Wayne Gretzky or Lil Wayne were, I'd be like, yeah, that kind of looks like like that could be a real person. I don't know. Yeah, other than his white ears and his yeah. white neck. <laughs> oh boy, <laughs> it's funny. <laughs> look at him; he can't even contain himself. <laughs> What a time that would have been if Lil Wayne actually played for the LA Kings. Someone needs to get me off Twitter. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And speaking of the time, it's time to jump into the inbox. Good point. <laughs> I, we almost skipped that. Um, I almost skipped that. I'm a terrible host. Don't no, let, you're not. Don't let me do this anymore. <laughs> we barely do. okay uh we're not gonna have time to get to all of the questions this week uh because we talked a lot uh which is usually a good thing on a podcast but on this one we may have talked a little too much so we're only gonna get to some of your questions why just like sorry for talking like that's why they came here (laughs) yeah well i mean just i'm sorry we're we're not gonna get to your guys's things because we talk too much gotcha okay right and, you know, everyone only comes here to hear what you already think. So let, let's <laughs> let's go to some of those. Got, first question. Would you throw a hot dog at Phil Kessel? Yes. 100%. If he's playing a game, no. <laughs> but like, Oh, I would. I'd like... While he's on the ice, you'd yeah. huck a hot dog at him. I would take a Stan Smeal hot dog that they sell at Rogers Arena, get, like, a branding iron and brand it Vancouver Boys podcast, and throw it right into his gear. <laughs> I want to get that thing stuck in his visor. <laughs> that is the best advertisement you're ever going to see in your life. You'd probably just catch it <laughs> with it. his mouth. Yeah. Just swallow it. Whole. <laughs> like, like a fucking dolphin or seal eating their food. Just swallow it whole. You think is a hockey IQ is insane. Wait till you see his wiener IQ. All right. Oh, boy. Easy now. Okay. Uh, well, that's the end of the episode. It gets a little crazy. Yeah, that's right. Another question here. What NHL fan base do you think is the most hated by hockey fans? Okay, well, let's take the obvious answer off the table, Marcus. Okay, in Canada, the answer to that question is the Toronto Maple Leafs. There is no other answer. But that is specifically Canada, and it's because we have different media than the U.S. has. And Canada's media is so Toronto-centric that people are just sick and tired of hearing about them Mm -hmm. and not hearing about the teams they like. 
right? So that that's the obvious answer. But when it comes to the states, I don't know. I feel like right now it's Vegas, but that's just because it's a trend. What about you guys? I've seen Islanders fans are pretty obnoxious. At least that's what I've heard. I hear that, but I never see any proof of it. I don't know. I see them always getting in fights in the stands. And if you're wearing like an away jersey at the games, they'll harass you. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I've never been there, but I've seen videos and whatnot. I have to go with Vegas. Really? Because I went to a St. Louis Blues Vegas Golden Knights game mm-hmm. wearing my St. Louis Blues jersey. And I had people coming after me after the game. Really? Just because of the jersey I was wearing. Yeah, they're a bunch of cowards. Uh, the, the only one that I'll bring up, and people will think this bias, and maybe it is, is I think the Boston Bruins are up there with having one of the worst fan bases. Uh, and part of my reasoning for saying that is you guys remember the Green Men who used to be at all the uh, Canucks games by the penalty box? Yep. Well, a lot of people don't remember this, that for games three and four, they actually got tickets to TD Garden in the same seats. So they were behind the penalty box there too. Just, you know, doing their thing behind the boards, making fun of the players in there. They were escorted out of uh, the building by police officers after both games being told that if they weren't removed from their seats, they were going to get hurt. I I really just want to point that out, that they were just there cheering on their team and were told, if you don't leave now, people will beat the shit out of you. And I think that that story just got not enough attention when it happened, and I still just can't forget about that. So that would be mine. I can't think of any worse thing that a fan base did during that Stanley Cup Finals. And then the last question we're going to have time for here is, do you think a one to two year retool would be a good idea for the Vancouver Canucks? Maybe spend a year tanking for Connor Bedard. Yes. See, see, see. All right. Tyler's on board. We Tyler's on the tank train. Jake, get that idea out of your head. They're not (laughs) going to do that. There's going to be for, Okay, one, there's going to be a ton of competition because there's going to be a ton of teams that all tank for Bedard. Two, tanking for Bedard means that they have to remove the best players from their team. They don't just go to Pedersen to go, hey, you know, it'd be great if you just spent a season <laughs> not scoring goals. They have to trade away their best players, right? Like, that's that's what a tank means. So you can't just, like, suck for one season without just, you know, being depleted by injuries and then coming back and being good the next again. That's yeah. not how it works, right? Let's Look at the Buffalo all... Sabres. The Buffalo Sabres tanked for McDavid in 2014, and they still haven't recovered from that. <laughs> so it's like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> You got a point. It's like, it's you just... You could argue the Edmonton Oilers haven't recovered exactly. from that, and they got him. Exactly. Like, <laughs> it's just not happening. Like, and I know, like, I'm not picking on this one commenter, but, like... <laughs> There's a lot of people who think, oh, let's just suck for a year so we can get Bernard. It's like, that's not happening. Get that idea out of your head. What if we just sent all of our good players down to Abbotsford for conditioning stints that lasted the whole season? <laughs> yeah, Abbotsford went 82-0, <laughs> won the Calder Cup. <laughs> JT Miller yeah. has 300 goals. <laughs> and they're all very conditioned by the end of the year. Yeah, and they all get picked up on waivers on their way <laughs> <Yeah>. to Abbotsford. <laughs> 
No, no, it's Can a conditioning you imagine stint. imagine that headline? JT Miller picked up on waivers <laughs> yeah, yeah. as the no, Canucks no. try to sneak him down to the minors. <laughs> yeah. It is a conditioning stint. He is allowed to go down there and come well, back up. Yeah, but he has to go in the IR first. Look, let's not get into Which the Which apparently is a really easy thing to do. <laughs> yeah. <but laughs> apparently no one checks that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. You'd think it's about time they start. I would think it would be about time indeed. And seriously, speaking of the time this time. It's, it's time. time this time. This, this is the time. This is the time. This is where the time. It's, it's time for, for Tyler's Tyler surprise headline. headline. It's Tyler's surprise headline. Oh yeah. Flawless, man. That was just wow. That was great. That felt good. <laughs> <laughs> Tyler, just start the goddamn yeah. story. <laughs> it disappeared. I'm trying to find it. Okay, well, I'll start you off. Florida man. Bros for life? Florida man. <laughs> okay. Allegedly vapes his friend's semen on camera. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, okay. I, uh, I I don't know where to start with this. I don't vape, much less <laughs> my friend's semen. But <laughs> I, I've, I've, I don't really know how they work. They vaporize liquid, and then you oh, that's breathe it, that eh? in. Yeah, they okay. heat it up, vaporize it, and then you breathe it in. The guy's name was Brad, and he got a whole sixty-eight dollars for this. <laughs> Worth it. He didn't even get sixty-nine. He got sixty-eight. <laughs> yeah, right. That, Come on. Wow. <laughs> it's, this just came across my your desk, <laughs> my desk, and I was like, I, I don't know what to do with this information. How about I share it with the guys on the podcast? So I figured, yeah. what what better place than here? Uh, th- this is messed up. Like, I, I don't. I, I'm trying to verbalize. I I don't know what to say. Why did you start that with Bros for Life? Why was that your opener? Because <laughs> that's what the title says. Okay. Wow. That's um. Because it was his friends, so, you know, they're really just bros, they're but close. they're a little too close, I think. Instead of being blood brothers, they're, like, <laughs> they're, no, I'm trying to think of, like, sperm brothers, s- semen squad, I don't know. <laughs> oh, man. Wait, it's sperm considered a liquid, though? Well, let's not get into the science, but I'm pretty sure they swim, I don't think it should be. They swim in a liquid. R- right. What? <laughs> What happens when you remove the liquid? <laughs> Dude, you just got a bunch I don't of swimmers. Know. <laughs> <laughs> what happens when you take a fish out of water? Well, it, it dies. There you go. That's probably the answer, but I don't know. Okay. Well, I, I don't know. What? Why are you trying to dissect this? Because I don't understand. <laughs> Me neither. I'm confused. I'm, you're and not upset. from Florida. I'm not from Florida. Neither of us vape, and we certainly don't vape each other's semen. <laughs> Shall we put this one to bed? I think yes. so. There's, there's not much to go off of here other than that's fucked. <laughs> what a nightmare. You know my grandparents listen to this sometimes, right? All right, let's change it to Lil, Lil Wayne Gretzky. No, 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 no. They'll hate that more, I think. <laughs> well, I posted it on our Twitter. Wonderful. Good. I'll get my grandpa Twitter and he can check that out. If you are looking to contact us for any serious inquiries, don't go to Twitter. Do not go to Twitter and look up at Vancouver Boys underscore. 
because there will be no serious inquiries to be dealt with there. Uh, mostly pi- just pictures of Lil Wayne Gretzky. <laughs> you can also- twisted Tyler and twisted Tyler and models probably. Oh yeah, Twitch streamers. I looked it up too. He wasn't kidding. He no, really did post that. Yeah, I know. Okay. Uh, I'm not going to tell you what he posted. You'll unfortunately have to go find that out for yourself. Fortunately, depending on how you look at it. On Twitter at VancouverBoys underscore. You can also find us across our other social media networks on Instagram, Twitch, TikTok, and YouTube, all of which we are at VancouverBoysPodcast. And please send an email to our brand new email. Why are you laughing? Because <laughs> it's it's funny that we're promoting all these things where like it matters when you get follows and likes and stuff. And we're like, also, say hi. <laughs> Contact us. You know, we're so bored and lonely. Please. Just send me an email. <laughs> Find maybe me on MySpace. Maybe, maybe that's why we're bored and lonely. Write us a postcard. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> What address are they going to send that to? At Vancouver Boys. (laughs) At Vancouver Boys Podcast. At at (laughs) iCloud.com. But please don't type in the first at. Just type in Vancouver Boys Podcast at (laughs) iCloud.com. Brand new email because our old inbox was just way too flooded with serious inquiries. (laughs) So please. please. And fucking Tyler forgetting the password on the I'm going to reset the password. I keep all the passwords now. (laughs) And the only one he's even allowed to have is Twitter. (laughs) (laughs) If Tyler could forget the password to the fucking Gmail, he probably (laughs) (laughs) reset the Gmail password to the Gmail account. (laughs) Jesus Christ. (laughs) All right. That's going to do it from us here at Vancouver Boys Studios. Thank you so much for listening. Atta boy. Well done. Pat on the back. Got him. (laughs) Thanks for hanging out with us. See you on the next one. Peace. Hey, come on to the bridge.